Uh, working at the same job for a long time can cause you to feel uninspired and bored. Now, to keep yourself motivated and happy in your work, it's important to switch things up every now and then. So what are your options when you're a key account manager and ready for your next move? Well, keep listening because we're going to talk all about it in this episode of The Camp Club. Sit tight. I'll be right back. Hello, heroes, and welcome to the Camp Club podcast, a show that is on a mission to help busy key account managers get results. I'm your host, Warwick Brown, and together we'll explore tips, tricks, and trends to help you grow client revenue, crush customer attention, and build a successful career in key account management. You know the drill. You can find links to everything linkable, including the show notes at tkcpodcast.com slash 026. All right, so you're bored. You're done with key account management. What happens next? What's your next move? Well, let me just begin by saying this is how I think the life cycle of any job really goes. Year one, you're learning, right? Whether it's a new company or a new job or a new profession, new industry, whatever it is, year one, you're learning the ropes, you're learning the product, the solution, the customers, you're adapting the way that you work. Year two, you're in a position to add some value. You know, you've learned enough to be able to shape the direction of the strategy of your customers, to be able to add value internally to processes and systems and people. And by year three, you're kind of, you know, ready to enjoy the fruits of your labor. You've done the hard work and you're moving a little bit more into maintenance mode. You know, everything's in a good place and, you know, things are working like clockwork. And this is where typically you start to think what's next. So if you are an account manager, let's talk about what your options might be when you are done with key account management. Here's the typical career path, right? Number one is become a strategic account manager. That usually means looking after bigger, more complex, more prestigious accounts. You might go from 10 accounts to two accounts or one account. Sounds great on paper. You know, you get to really focus. You get to be very strategic. You get to zone in on exactly what your clients are looking for and just live and breathe them. In general, what what I'm talking about is trading up your accounts, right? You're kind of leaving the portfolio you have behind and, you know, moving towards bigger, better, more interesting, more strategic, more value-focused accounts where you can really sink your teeth into them and you can use all that experience that you've gained, all that knowledge that you have to you know, help your clients get better results instead of feeling like you're almost de-skilled or not, you're not, you're not reaching your full potential. The other option for you would be to become a global account manager, which is essentially you know looking after bigger, more complex, more prestigious accounts, but more complicated in the fact that you're dealing with different markets, different countries, different rules, regulations, people. But key to all of that is that they must have centralized decision-making and policies must be decided centrally. I'm not talking about international accounts where they're in 10 different countries, but you know, it's 10 different policies, 10 different people, 10 different stakeholders, 10 different uh, contracts. That's not a global account. That's just an international account. Global accounts are where they have one key you know, team that looks after the globe, the regions, the countries, and then everything is sort of top down, you know, and as a global account manager, you are implementing all of the global strategies in the local markets. And it's a very exciting role, dynamic, very challenging, but that's another pathway for you once you're done with key account management. Another option for you when you're done with key account management is to move into management, you know, leadership roles. Now, don't assume because you are good at key account management that you are going to be a good leader. I read somewhere that often people think it is a promotion to become a manager. It's actually a different job. It honestly is night and day to, you know, when you have staff, when you have people that you're responsible for, and even the most dedicated team of professionals 
has problems and you're the the buck stops with you. So while it's very rewarding, it's also challenging. So you know, eyes wide open, but that's obviously a natural progression when you're ready to to move on. Next up, you could move into business development or sales. Lots of crossover, lots of similarities. You know, you're building relationships, you are, you know, selling in account management. But the main difference here is that it's account acquisition. So there is a strong focus on lead generation and account acquisition and growth. So you have to be really ready to to bring in the leads. You don't just sit back and wait for them to arrive in your inbox. You have to go out there and chase them, even if you have sales enablement teams and uh, marketing qualified leads dropping in. Uh, you can't rely on those alone. You have to move things through the sales cycle. You've got to keep your funnel you know, moving and you've got to be closing at a decent rate and you've got to be really focused on building that revenue engine for the business. Another move you could make is customer success. Now, customer success is about working proactively in partnership with customers to help them get more value out of your solutions over time. So customer success was born from the SaaS space, so software as a service, and it has grown over time to apply to essentially anything to do with improving the way that your customers engage with your you know, your, your solutions. But, you know, some people say there's crossovers with account management. I see it in some ways and a lot of organizations will have either a key account manager or a customer success manager. And many organizations have both. But for me, customer success is focused on the product utilization and optimization, making sure that clients get the absolute most from how they use the product. Now, key account management is more long-term strategic focus, thinking about helping their clients decide on their business objectives, helping them decide on their goals, helping them adapt to industry trends, helping them pivot, helping them think about more than just the product and how it fits the problem, but thinking about the problems and how the product can help, if that makes sense. In any case, customer success is absolutely another practice line that you could explore. Check out the Grow, Gain, Retain customer success community if you want to you know, learn more about what's involved and build some networks there. It's fantastic. It's free. And I'll pop a link to that in the show notes if customer success is a a career path you might be interested in. So when you're done with key account management, you could also look at changing industries. You could look to become an account executive. So move more into media and creative and advertising. You could move from legal profession to construction to education to banking. I mean, there's lots of different industries. Maybe you're not actually done with key account management at all. Maybe what you're done with is your industry. I know myself, I was in business travel for 20 plus years and I had had it up to here. I just couldn't take it anymore. I wanted to get out of that industry, but very, very challenging. It's not an easy thing to do because even if you have the professional experience, you don't come with the industry experience. And unfortunately, recruiters often have you know, very blinkered views on what they're looking for in candidates. But that's certainly an option when you're done with key account management is to look at changing industries. Another option is to go on to the client side. I have had many, many colleagues over the years go from being a supplier in their category to being the client in that category. So if you are in business travel, uh, uh, you know, in a travel management company, you may end up working for a client as their category manager for travel. Happens a lot where you kind of flip the script. Uh, often, many for many, 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 many years, that was my dream one day to be the client, not the supplier. Hasn't happened yet, but you know, I live in hope. And then finally, another option for you when you're done with key account management is to job craft. You know, take those proactive steps and actions to redesign what you do at work. You know, you change the tasks that you do, change the relationships that you have, change the way your job is done or perceived. That can be a very 
well, I wouldn't say simple, but it can certainly be one way to keep within your organization, particularly if you love where you work and you love the company, you know, and you feel a bit of a ceiling or a brick wall when it comes to career opportunities, just reshaping your job can make a big difference and allow you to continue with the organization in a different way. brief word from our sponsor, me. If you are looking for that next level in your key account management career, if you want to move into things like global account management, regional account management, become a leader as an account manager, or even customer success, then look no further. Check out my membership community, the CAM Club, the world's most amazing community of key account managers. Inside you'll find tools, training, templates, guides, workshops, and a connected community of key account managers all there to help you succeed. And you can even get some one-to-one time with me. I have open office hours every Tuesday and Wednesday where we can talk about anything you like. To learn more, check out amtip.co slash camclub. And I hope I see you inside real soon. Now, my advice is that you need to do a few things first before you before you find yourself in that place where you are done with key account management. Because when you're at the breaking point, when you are so over it, that's when you can make some big mistakes. You can make the wrong move just to get out instead of the right move to level up. So here's some things I'd be focused on right now. You know, don't delay. You know, you want to build a basic foundation of credibility and expertise. There is no chance you are going to walk into a fantastic new job or a sweet promotion without mastering your job. You know, if there's that expression, if you can't dazzle them with brilliance, baffle them with bullshit. <laughs> you know, that is only going to get you so far, right? So here are some more things I want you to think about outside of building that basic foundation of mastery. Be consistent at being good. You know, you, you need to deliver reliable quality work on every level. You've got to have high standards. You know, don't settle for near enough is good enough. If you catch yourself saying that'll do, then it's a sure sign that it won't. And create the systems that will support you to deliver the best and document them so you can explain your unique way of approaching your role and collect all those career stories as you go about being amazing you know, you're going to get results, capture them so that you've got some great things to showcase when you do go for those interviews. Next is to be known for something. Account managers wear many hats, so pick one, you know, and become your teams, your managers, expert, and then build your reputation around that. Become known as somebody that offers advice and helps solve problems. I'm sure you have some sort of reputation at work for being the person, the go-to person for certain things. Maybe you're the reporting specialist, maybe you're the, the Excel guru, Maybe you're the product specialist, whatever it might be, but lean into that. And also make sure that you're intentional about building that that personal brand. Check out episode 17 on why smart key account managers build a personal brand. Very, very important if you want to actually, you know, have those opportunities come to you is to create a version of yourself that's marketable. And uh, I, I run through my background with personal branding and how I approached it and some tips and tricks on that. So yeah, I'll pop, pop a link to that in the show notes. Next, you want to take on some extracurricular projects. You know, is there anything you can do on a cross-functional basis where you can participate, you can volunteer to help? Or if you see something that's an opportunity, something that needs to be fixed, go ahead and volunteer to fix it. You know, create a team. Ask your boss if you can have a crack at solving that issue, you know, and, and then get aligned and seek permission and then dive right in. Great way to learn new skills, improve your visibility within an organization, and also, again, collect some of these showcase, you know, uh, career stories that you can highlight next time you're talking to people about opportunities. Next is get your CV in shape. 
painful, painful, painful job. I know, I know, I hate it myself, but don't wait until the job of your dreams comes across your radar to then give your CV some love. Get it in shape now and have a regular review of it every sort of three to six months. I have used Zeti recently. It's a, uh, I was using it for a client, and then I put my own CV through it because it was so amazing. It's a professional CV maker. All of the CVs are ATS compliant. It builds it in these little blocks, so it's super easy to format, super easy to update. It imports most CVs really well. And the best thing I like about it, well, not the best thing, there's lots of things I like about it. It's amazing. But it has multiple formats, literally dozens of different styles you can choose from, and you can change it in one click. And what I also love about Zeti, spelled Z-E-T-Y, is they have this 14-day subscription where you can literally just whip your CV into shape, get it done and dusted and downloaded, and it costs something like $2.50. So it's great. It gives you a bit of a deadline and motivation to tackle your CV within you know, two weeks. So check it out. Links are in the show notes, tkcpodcast.com slash 026. Next is to ask for some advice. You know, Get some honest feedback from your manager, from your colleagues. Share with them your career objectives. Let them know where you want to be and ask them their advice on how to get there. You know, simple as that. Don't be shy about sharing your ambitions. It's not going to preclude you from achieving them or have somebody swoop in behind you or, or have people laugh at you. It's important that you get them on the table. Imagine if you left your company only to find the job of your dreams was there all along, only you didn't bother to tell anybody you were interested. You know, you just quit. I'm a big fan of not being... Um, shy or secretive about what I want from my job and my career with my company. I want to be at the point where if I do resign, they saw it coming, where I have explored every opportunity. I have had every conversation. I've talked to everybody I possibly can about what I want. I've done the work. And then when I'm ready, the opportunity is not there. So ultimately, it's time for me to leave. And usually it's with their blessing because they realize they can't offer me what I'm looking for right now. And a few times in the past, I've actually gone back to work for people, you know, where uh, it just was a question of timing, not performance. Next, and this may come hard to you, I want you to promote yourself. I want you to take credit where it is due. If you have done something, don't be a quiet achiever. Let people know, especially your boss, especially, you know, key stakeholders in the organization, find ways to champion the things that you do and let people know that you did them. You are responsible for them. There's times to have this collective, we as a team did this, but this whole servant leader thing where, you know, you basically are the 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 wheel the grease to the wheels and you kind of just sit in the background and don't accept any of the the accolades is bullshit. I've done that. I've spent my whole career doing that and it got me nowhere. Uh, now, you don't have to brown nose. You don't have to be a pain in the neck about it, constantly going on about yourself, but look for those opportunities. Make it easy for your boss to share those things as well. Let them know what you've done. Create highlight slides. Seek opportunities to present, you know, to talk at board meetings or internal meetings, whatever it might be, but don't you know, be a wallflower when it comes to credit. And then finally, my last tip, if you're ready to move away from key account management and you want to move into some of these other professions like sales, business development, customer success, leadership, or you want to maybe job craft, or you want to change industries, you've got to keep learning. Now, according to Deloitte's report from, well, it's back in 2017 now, but I'm sure it still applies, learned skills have a shelf life of only five years after which they become obsolete. So we need to adopt an always-on approach to learning experiences and to building new skills. Now, obviously, inside the Kang Club, you can do lots of that, but I've also got a link to an article 
which I collected 20 free courses for key account managers to build skills like critical thinking, sales, um, relationship building, negotiation skills, all that kind of stuff. And they're all free, available through open learning platforms. Again, check out the show notes and uh, you can grab the link to that article. So my friends, that is a wrap on this episode of the Camp Club podcast, all about life after key account management. What next? I hope I've given you some tips and some ideas and some inspiration as you think about your next career move. All I can say is start planning now. Don't wait until the bitter end when you are desperate to get out. The the more prepared you are, the more you can start to build this career plan where you've, you're learning new courses, you're getting your CV in shape, you're thinking today about the move you want a year or two from now, you're laying the foundations. It's going to be so much easier when the time comes for your move. And be patient. You know, good things come to those who wait. All right. Thanks for listening, heroes. I've been your host, Warwick Brown. Show notes at tkcpodcast.com slash 026. Hope I see you inside the Cam Club real soon. And until next episode, bye for now. <laughs>